This is CHUO 89.1 FM. Welcome to this week's episode of The Mosaic. We're going to take a look at what's going on in Ottawa through in-depth discussion. Whether it's social justice or music and art, we're covering it all to highlight the voices of our diverse community. Today, we take you to a program on the UOttawa campus that's fighting food poverty for international students. Then, we attend the Noir Art Festival Gala, hearing from attendees, vendors, and organizers of the annual event. Oh my god, it's amazing! It's again, it's like these beautiful people that are here, beautiful costumes, they really honor the tradition. We'll turn to the Algonquin College's performance of Sweeney Todd, with perspectives from the cast, director, and the audience. Then we'll look ahead to Remembrance Day and Diwali for this year. Stick around. I'm Lauren Rolston. We've got all that and more coming up on The Mosaic. A culinary experience at the St. Faustina Church. A group of students chop, dice, and boil through recipes together. This program is run by Taran Maharaj, who's been teaching it for about eight years. He's aiming to combat food poverty, especially among international students. For Maharaj, this is a way of giving back to the community, teaching them to fish instead of just giving them one. You know, a lot of the things that I do is embedded in what my dad taught me. And uh, one of the things was he said, you know, it's never how much you have, it's how little you can give back. And this is the little that I can give back. So I am humbled and happy to be here to be able to do that. Many Canadians are experiencing food insecurity as the cost of groceries climbs higher and higher. But food poverty is completely different according to Maharaj. You know, for me, food insecurity is I go to the kitchen, I open my fridge and I see food. But I want a steak. I have food though. Uh, insecurities that I don't have the food that I want. Whereas food poverty is I, I, I need food. I don't have food. I open the fridge and the fridge stares back at me. It's empty. International students are more likely to face this issue. From 2022 to 2023, there was an 8% jump in tuition for an international undergrad student. In 2022, the, uh, the Canadian government opened up a new law, which was a copy and paste from uh, the SOP, the Seasonal Agricultural Workers Program, which allows international students to now work full-time. So you're working full-time for 40000 which is taxable, but you're paying $40,000 a year in tuition. And we all have so much research to show that a, a full-time student should not work full-time. It's oxymoronic. The international students pay much higher fees than domestic students. And students already face a stream of deadlines, assignments, and discussion posts. Adding financial burdens and employment into the mix leaves them with a little time to care for themselves and focus when class does come around. When you have to work extra hours, again, it starts putting an emotional and physical and mental drain on the student. When you get to that state, you know, um, I can speak about something that's taboo in, in, in grad students, is you start now seeing over the past two years an increase in suicide or attempted suicide among grad students, and particularly more so amongst international students. A lot of stu international students are caving under the pressure and they're leaving Canada without a degree, but debt-ridden. And when they get back to their country of origin, 
it's they were alienated here in Canada and now they're alienated within their own society because they didn't bring that joy that 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 reward of a degree they're bringing shame because they're different the program also brings a sense of unity for those of different cultures and backgrounds it provides the opportunity to welcome the group into your own culture yesterday the group celebrated Diwali they talked about the Hindu celebration and prepared a meal together. So these are the things that the students not just only are learning about, um, you know, ab about self-esteem, but they're also learning to build bridges to understand different communities. How do I, how do I build a bridge instead of, you know, blow up the bridge? Mm -hmm. And we do that through food. For those interested in checking out the weekly program or helping in any way, you can check out OPERG's CSL postings. That was my coverage on the lunch sessions hosted by Tehran Maharaj, offered through OPERG. Paintings, makeup, food, and Mexican culture all came together at this year's Noir Art Festival. The annual event focused on Day of the Dead as its theme. The four-day festival began with an upscale gala at Lansdowne. CHUO's Arya Gunde has more on the opening event. Over the period of November 2nd to 5th, the horticulture building at Lansdowne Park transformed into a place for the arts to flourish. It was the home of the Noir Festival, a fine art festival created by Wall Candy Expos. This year's theme, the Day of the Dead, was curated in collaboration with the Mexican Embassy. The, the Mexican community is growing more and more every year. And uh, we have a, a, a lot of people from Mexico, especially in Toronto and Montreal. But in Ottawa, it's also growing. That was Ingrid Berlanga, the cultural attaché of the Mexican Embassy. We also spoke to Andrea Alina, the event organizer. I think there's something that's really apropos this evening, especially, and with this um, theme that we are activating here, is a beautiful relationship between Canada and Mexico um, is both the, the monarch butterfly, uh, right? You have this creature that literally goes between Canada and Mexico and makes that journey, but it's also a really meaningful symbol in the Day of the Dead Festival. The festival also featured many influential people in the Ottawa scene. We spoke to Marilo Moles, an influencer and one of the biggest sponsors about her experience. I am a big supporter for arts in the community and for this particular event, I believe, you know, supporting our artists, um, culture, tradition is really important for the community to do. So I'm, I'm, I'm so thrilled to be here tonight. Almost everyone in attendance had sugar skull makeup on to better participate in the festivities. We chatted with Marlene Rios, the face paint artist who I swear could not catch a break all night. So my role today is to get all the people in the mood to have their faces painted at the Sugar Skull to join the party. Yeah, it looks like everybody's having fun. I have more people to paint than I expected, which is very nice because everybody's enjoying the party, having their face painted, and that's awesome. 
Oh my god, it's amazing. It's again, it's like this beautiful people that are here, beautiful costumes. They really honored the tradition, the um, Dia de los Muertos, the Day of the Dead. They all came out with their own interpretation of it. And it's amazing to see the different cultures come together. As the night continued, live music, folkloric dance, and food and drink from many of Ottawa's best restaurants found their place in people's conscience. A growing sense of comfort settled in the crowd as presenters explained the significance of the Day of the Dead with an altar dedicated to Mexican artist Frida Kahlo and Canadian artist Emily Carr. We asked some of the people we had met about their Day of the Dead experiences. We go to the cemetery, we honor the dead, we bring what we call offerings. So it's um, anywhere from gifts and um, food and drinks. And we're at the cemetery all day with big flowers. People are dancing, people are singing. And it's a celebration of life. Every year when, when I was living back in Mexico, we tried to go like to the cemetery to visit our grand, uh, grandfather uh, on the, my father's side. So it's just like to gather with all the people, the, the, the loved ones, to try and spend the day with uh, the, the loved ones that are coming to see us just for like the day. That was Jessica, the owner of Chiqui Bakery in Ottawa and one of the vendors at the event. She had made pan de muertos for the event, a traditional bread eaten during the Day of the Dead festivities. It's actually the first Mexican bakery here in Ottawa. And we sell, like as I mentioned, Mexican pastries, just like conchas or calvos or... Um, today we brought some pan de muerto. Aside from the direct entertainment, the Noir Festival came with a good cause. Many of the artists featured at the festival donated pieces to be put up for silent auction, with 100% of those proceeds going towards supporting the Queensway Carleton Hospital. So the funds tonight are going to our Building Space Between the Walls campaign. So just this past year, we needed to build more capacity inside our hospital to deal with the huge influx of patients coming through our emergency department because frequently we have folks that are waiting on a, on a stretcher in the hallway until they are admitted. So we converted an area in the hospital for, with bed bays so that we could see those patients faster and get them admitted. That was Katie Barrett, a communication associate at the Queensway Carleton Hospital Foundation. With drinks flowing, oysters shucking, and music playing, the Noir Festival was one to remember. We'll be sure to be back next year. For CHUO, I'm Arya Gundin. The Algonquin Commons Theatre welcomed a piece of 19th century London to Ottawa. CHUO Zachary Malky has more on the Paper Moon Theatre's dark production there. Ladies and gentlemen, this is a warning. Stay at home, close your windows, and keep your door locked. If your husband, your son, your brother, or your father wants to go out for a nice shave at the barbershop, please make sure they stay at home. I know what you're asking right now. What's going on? What's the matter? What's happening in Ottawa? Ladies and gentlemen, Sweeney Todd is back in the streets. And that was the show in the Algonquin Commons Theatre, directed by the magnificent Jason Siddler and his amazing cast. Here are some records of the show, interviews from the audience. I, I bypassed my expectations. The cast. It's such a complex character, I just couldn't resist. And the director. Uh, it's nice now that we got the orchestra, all the costumes finished, all the props, 
and they get on the big stage and you just see more coming out of them, right? And the Algokin Common Theatre won't stop here, ladies and gentlemen. New upcoming events during this month of November. Make sure to buy your ticket. Did you enjoy the show? I loved it. I, I bypassed my expectations. Uh, th this is exactly what we wanted to hear. And uh, was it exactly the same as the movie? Oh, it was almost the same. It, it, if anything, I think this was better. I thought this was much better than the movie. Even the acting, the cast, the crew? Oh, yes. I, I thought the um, they, they really represented the original Broadway, which I really liked the uh, very bass baritone type of uh, acting. Yeah. Even with the orchestra? Oh, I loved it. I, loved, I always love a live orchestra. <laughs> Thank you so much, sir. Thank you so much. What inspired you to actually play Sunital, which is very, very complex character? Yeah, it's not a character you can, you can bring home with you. Um, so I had to be very balanced on how I actually rehearsed my character to make sure I was in a good place when I was rehearsing some of the darker stuff. But it's such a complex character, I just couldn't resist. Uh, you know, he's in my vocal range, he's my age range. It's not very, very often you get one of those uh, roles come, come along. And it's such an amazing story to tell, so I couldn't... I couldn't I couldn't not, but audition for it at least. So. Also, one last question. If you have an advice to give to young actors, which one would you <clears throat> some, some would say get out of Ottawa, because all the acting is elsewhere. But um, honestly, I think it, it's, just a, it's just a get out there, audition for as many different things as you can, and get the experience. If you don't have the experience, it's, uh, it's hard to kind of build up your, your, your character development, your, your talent. So. Um, just get out there and, and look for, there's tons of stuff going on on in Ottawa, take advantage of it and get involved. So. Well, thank you so much, sir. Thank you. Yeah, so no much. problem. Thank you. The first question is, did you actually, as a director and as public, part of the audience, did you actually enjoy the show? Of course, I love the show. I, I watched it about 400 times now. And every time there's something else that someone brings, uh, it's nice now that we got the orchestra, all the costumes finished, all the props, and they get on the big stage and you just see more coming out of them, right? Like, because they can really dig deep. And every day, one of them will throw something in that you didn't catch before. And that's, yeah, it's nice to be able to get on the big stage with it. And another question, what actually motivated you to do actually this show, to build this show? Uh, we wanted to do, uh, we like the non-traditional musical, a little darker. I always love, I always look for music first. If I love the music, then I'll look at story. And if I like the story, this one, even though it's very dark, it has a good moral to it. In the end, he chooses his hate and revenge, and it causes him to accidentally kill the love of his life, which is dark, but it's still a, a moral story, right? That don't let your hate consume you. Literally. <laughs> Literally consume you in this case. I like the show. I really did. And another last question. If you have an advice to give to the young future director, what's your advice? The uh, biggest thing is trying to grow the community. Um, and when you're talking to your actors, let them play always let them play first like you have your your eye on what you're looking for give them that and let them play and then once they're they settle into that character then you can start pushing pushing a little bit more and a little bit more but people will surprise you you think like somebody is dry or they're better at this but if you don't let them play 
you've already locked them into something. So you, when, when you just let them go, sometimes you see stuff that you're like, oh, I like that better. So that would be my advice to new directors. Right, there Thank you so much. That was CHUO Zachary Malky on Paper Moon Theater's production of Sweeney Todd. The city is commemorating Veterans Week, flying a poppy flag at City Hall. Yesterday, flags were at half-mast to honor Indigenous Veterans Day. Over 12,000 First Nations, Inuit, and Métis veterans contributed to the Canadian military service according to the City of Ottawa. All flags at city facilities will be lowered from sunrise to sunset on Remembrance Day this Saturday. The national ceremony will be taking place at the National War Memorial around 10.30 in the morning. Those in attendance will hear the national anthem, two minutes of silence, then see a wreath-laying ceremony. Canadian Armed Forces CF-18 Hornets and a vintage plane will fly overhead in honor of the Canadians past and present who have served the country. Over the course of the day, people take their poppies off from their coats and put them on the tomb of the unknown soldier at the base of the memorial. By the end of the day, the tomb is covered in red poppies. Thousands gather for the event, and the proceedings will be heard over loudspeakers. There's going to be intermittent road closures from 8 a.m. to 1 p.m. in the area. And for those unable to attend, it's also broadcast nationally on the Royal Canadian Legion's Facebook page. Also coming up is Diwali, the Indian Festival of Lights. It's celebrated the night of the new moon, coming this Sunday. Diwali is one of the major religious festivals in Hinduism, Sikhism, and Jainism. The name comes from the Sanskrit term meaning row of lights, generally symbolizing the triumph of light over darkness and good over evil. Many of those celebrating Diwali will light candles and earthenware lamps filled with oil. Fireworks are also set off, said by some to ward off evil spirits. Along with the theme of light, Diwali also centers on family. Many gather to feast on traditional recipes and pray for their ancestors. The exact dates change each year, but Diwali is falling on November 12th. And that's it for this week's episode of The Mosaic. Thanks so much for tuning in. You can listen to this episode and previous ones on chuo.fm. Music for The Mosaic is by Halizna. I'm Lauren Rolston, and we'll see you next week.